Well, hello. Welcome to my first episode of Curiosities with Tiffany Maloney. If you heard my intro, I sounded extremely bad, um, very stopped up, and could hardly talk. So I pre- um, I'm sorry for that. I apologize. And if you got past that intro into this first episode, uh, thank you. So today's episode is called The Girl in the Hotel. And this is something that is not embellished. It is something that happened very recently, actually, to me. Um, And as I talk through the story, um, I would love to get feedback on um, if any of you have had similar experiences at this particular hotel, or um, if you've had anything similar happen at a different hotel. Um, Okay, let's get started. So I was officiating a wedding um, of some friends of mine on Halloween weekend of this year. So Halloween of 2020. And Halloween of 2020 was on a Saturday, and it also happened to be a full moon, and it was a blue moon, meaning two full moons in one calendar month. Um, So October 1st had started with a full moon, and October 31st ended with a full moon. So there's a lot of powerful energy um, happening in the air, and with October 31st, being sort of seen as the day of um, the veil between the living and the deceased or the spirit world being thinner, um, if you believe in that sort of thing, um, it's a perfect time, of course, for uh, things to happen if you believe that things do happen, and that there are um, just things beyond this plane of existence that we can't always see or feel or smell or touch, but sometimes we can, and sometimes we get little glimpses, and our rational minds try to put it in a box. Um, because we, we can't rationalize it. So, okay, on with the story. I'm staying at the Hotel Galvez, and it is a historic hotel. And, um, for those of you who don't know that much about the history of Galveston, the Galvez Hotel was built in the economic boom of Galveston, Texas. Galveston was one of the richest cities um, at the turn of the 20th century. So around 1900, actually a little bit before, Galveston was the richest place to be. It had the deepest oil, I'm sorry, deepest water port for transport of oil. Um, and other goods. 
<clears throat> and so basically all of your big oil tycoons um, had operations running in and out of Galveston. So the Galveston Hotel was built in this Victorian splendor um, right across from the ocean, beautiful boardwalk, um, and it's just this Victorian magnificent place. And then some tragedies happened. Um, there was an awful hurricane in 1900 that wiped out nearly the entire island. All of the homes, all of the wealth, all of the beautiful structures of Galveston Island and most of the inhabitants. So nearly all of Galveston and its population were wiped out in the year 1900 including most of the Galvez, so it had to be rebuilt. Most of its um, inhabitants, its residents and guests, as well as staff, uh, perished in that hurricane. And there was a Catholic children's home. A couple of doors, a couple of you know, doors down. When I say doors down, the hotel's massive. So a few structures down, there was <clears throat> a Catholic girl's home or children's home. And when the water started to rise beyond belief, <clears throat> the sisters tied ropes around their waists and tied the children to the ropes, knotted them together so that they wouldn't get lost. Um, and they began to sw swim to safety towards the Galvez, and they were washed out to sea. Um, one of the other tragedies that happened at the Galvez um, was that there was um, a woman who lived at the Galvez, um, and she had a fiancé who was a well-known, um, I guess, shipping captain, and they were to be married after he came off of his next shipping expedition. And um, so she was waiting for him in room 501. And she would wait every night, and he didn't return, didn't return, didn't return. And then she got word that the ship had sunk and all had perished. And she simply could not imagine going on without her fiancé, without her love. And so she climbed up to one of the um, ballasts. You'll see there's these little towers at the top, and she hung herself. And so it's been said that she haunts this property. Okay. So let me throw this little tidbit at you. I am a medium. I'm a psychic medium. Um, I am also a channel, which means um, spirits can communicate through me, either through words, images, or feelings. So often I will feel something that is not mine, and I realize it's a spirit trying to communicate communicate feeling to me. 
Um, I have spent the night alone in many haunted hotels. Um, and to be honest with you, they usually don't bother me. Um, so I checked in and was given a room on the fifth floor. And the moment I got into the room, I felt fine. Small little room, um, basic, everything you need. And within moments of being in the room, my energy was zapped and I fell fast asleep. It was almost late to the rehearsal dinner. Came back to my room that evening and I had put the do not disturb sign on so that <clears throat> the staff would not come in and do a turn down service. Um, and when I got back to the room, the room service sign was still on. I mean, the, the do not disturb sign was still on. And my bottle of perfume from the bathroom, which I had not used before I went, was sitting in the middle of my bed, perfectly upright. So that's the first strange thing. I thought, hmm, that's really odd. But, again, I just chalked it up to, okay, if there's a ghost playing around and they just wanted to play with my perfume, no harm. So I got in bed, and I started to feel really drowsy really quickly. I had the television on, and I could hear giggling. Giggling quite loudly, like there were children playing in the hall. So I went, opened the door, looked in the hall, no children. Put my ear up against the wall so I could hear the room next door, no children. So I heard the giggling again a little while later, and it sounded like it was in my room, but not. It was in my room, but it wasn't. It's as if it was surrounding me, but not from one particular place. And it was faint enough where it could have been in the wall. And me being a medium and a psychic, I addressed it. And I said, okay, are you a little girl? Because sometimes spirits can um, be tricksters and they can be unclean things, um, demonic things, that will present themselves as harmless children. And I heard the giggling a little bit. And then she got quiet. And then later that night, as I was just on the verge of sleep, I heard the, um, sorry, coat hangers, or the hangers in my closet, rustling around a little bit. And I finally fell asleep. And the next morning I checked the closet, and sure enough, um, most of my clothes were off their hangers, and the ones that were still hanging had been sort of moved around a little bit. So I definitely figured out that there was a ghost child in my room. 
I was not afraid because she seemed very innocent and almost peaceful. Um, and I just simply said, I'm sorry for what has happened to you. Would you like to pass on from here? Because I can help you with that. And I got nothing but dead air. And so I got dressed and I went to the elevator and I hear the giggling on the elevator with me. And then I feel a little tug at my clothes. And I look down and I didn't see anything. And the mirrors are, I mean, sorry, the elevators are completely mirrored. And I looked and for a split second, I could have sworn there was someone on the elevator with me, but I know it was my imagination at that point because I knew she was there. And when I got down to the lobby and walked off of the elevator, I said, are you sure you don't want to leave this place? Silence. So I took that as a no and let her be. And the next night, um, she was pretty quiet. I didn't hear anything from her. Um, and I was a little sad. I was, I was really a little bit sad. Um, but I wished her well as I left and packed up my things. Um, and would love to know who she is. But she clearly is comfortable at the Galvez. I will say to be such a haunted property, it feels at peace. At no point did it feel creepy or ominous. It felt at peace, like the spirits are at peace. I'd love to investigate more and find out more about hauntings at the Galvez. If you have any experience um, with hauntings at the Galvez, please, please reach out to me and let me know. Uh, you can reach out to me via my Facebook um, or Instagram. Um, I'm sure part, uh, podcast here has ways to reach me. Um, but that's a curious story. So let me hear about your curious stories and maybe, uh, we'll talk some in depth about, um, a couple of them on future episodes. Um, my next episode on curiosities is going to be about bones. I collect bones and maybe some of you do too. But uh, next episode, I'm going to talk about why I collect bones. So, thanks for listening, and I will see you, or actually, you will hear me next time. Thanks. Bye. Welcome to my first episode of Curiosities with Tiffany Maloney. 
if you heard my intro, I sounded extremely bad, um, very stopped up, and could hardly talk. So I pre- um, I'm sorry for that. I apologize. And if you got past that intro into this first episode, uh, thank you. So today's episode is called The Girl in the Hotel. And this is something that is not embellished. It is something that happened very recently, actually, to me, Um, and as I talk through the story, um, I would love to get feedback on um, if any of you have had similar experiences at this particular hotel or... um, if you've had anything similar happen at a different hotel. Um, Okay, let's get started. So I was officiating a wedding um, of some friends of mine on Halloween weekend of this year. So Halloween of 2020. And Halloween of 2020 was on a Saturday. And it also happened to be a full moon. And it was a blue moon, meaning two full moons in one calendar month. Um, So October 1st had started with a full moon, and October 31st ended with a full moon. So there's a lot of powerful energy um, happening in the air. And with October 31st being sort of seen as the day of... um, the veil between the living and the deceased or the spirit world being thinner, um, if you believe in that sort of thing, um, it's a perfect time, of course, for uh, things to happen if you believe that things do happen and that there are... um, just things beyond this plane of existence that we can't always see or feel or smell or touch, but sometimes we can and sometimes we get little glimpses and our rational minds try to put it in a box um, because we, we can't rationalize it. So, okay, on with the story. I'm staying at the Hotel Galvez, and it is a historic hotel. And um, for those of you who don't know that much about the history of Galveston, the Galvez Hotel was built in the economic boom of Galveston, Texas. Galveston was one of the richest cities um, at the turn of the 20th century. So around 1900, actually a little bit before, Galveston was the richest place to be. It had the deepest oil, I'm sorry, deepest water port for transport of oil. Um, and other goods, <clears throat> and so basically all of your big oil tycoons um, 
had operations running in and out of Galveston. So the Galveston Hotel was built in this Victorian splendor, um, right across from the ocean, beautiful boardwalk, um, and it's just this Victorian, magnificent place. And then some tragedies happened. Um, there was an awful hurricane in 1900 that wiped out nearly the entire island, all of the homes, all of the wealth, all of the beautiful structures of Galveston Island and most of the inhabitants. So nearly all of Galveston and its population were wiped out in the year 1900 including most of the Galvez, so it had to be rebuilt. Most of its um, inhabitants, its residents and guests, as well as staff, uh, perished in that hurricane. And there was a Catholic children's home. A couple of doors, a couple of you know, doors down. When I say doors down, the hotel's massive. So a few structures down, there was <clears throat> a Catholic girl's home or children's home. And when the water started to rise beyond belief, <clears throat> the sisters tied ropes around their waists and tied the children to the ropes, knotted them together so that they wouldn't get lost. Um, and they began to sw swim to safety towards the Galvez, and they were washed out to sea. Um, one of the other tragedies that happened at the Galvez um, was that there was um, a woman who lived at the Galvez, um, and she had a fiancé who was a well-known, um, I guess, shipping captain, and they were to be married after he came off of his next shipping expedition. And um, so she was waiting for him in room 501. And she would wait every night, and he didn't return, didn't return, didn't return. And then she got word that the ship had sunk and all had perished. And she simply could not imagine going on without her fiancé, without her love. And so she climbed up to one of the um, ballasts. You'll see there's these little towers at the top. And she hung herself. And so it's been said that she haunts this property. Okay. <clears throat> so let me throw this little tidbit at you. I am a medium. I'm a psychic medium. Um, I am also a channel, which means um, spirits can communicate through me, either through words, images, or feelings. So often I will feel something that is not mine, and I realize it's a spirit trying to communicate communicate feeling to me. Um, I have spent 
the night alone in many haunted hotels. Um, and to be honest with you, they usually don't bother me. Um, so I checked in and was given a room on the fifth floor. And the moment I got into the room, I felt fine. Small little room, um, basic, everything you need. And within moments of being in the room, my energy was zapped and I fell fast asleep. And was almost late to the rehearsal dinner. Came back to my room that evening and I had put the Do Not Disturb sign on so that <clears throat> the staff would not come in and do a turndown service. Um, and when I got back to the room, the room service sign was still on. I mean, the, the Do Not Disturb sign was still on. And my bottle of perfume from the bathroom, which I had not used before I went, was sitting in the middle of my bed, perfectly upright. So that's the first strange thing. I thought, hmm, that's really odd. But again, I just chalked it up to, okay, if there's a ghost playing around and they just wanted to play with my perfume, no harm. So I got in bed. And I started to feel really drowsy really quickly. I had the television on. And I could hear giggling. Giggling quite loudly, like there were children playing in the hall. <clears throat> so I went, opened the door, looked in the hall, no children. Put my ear up against the wall so I could hear the room next door, no children. So, I heard the giggling again a little while later, and it sounded like it was in my room, but not. It was in my room, but it wasn't. It's as if it was surrounding me, but not from one particular place. And it was faint enough where it could have been in the wall. And... Me being a medium and a psychic, I addressed it, and I said, okay, are you a little girl? Because sometimes spirits can um, be tricksters, and they can be unclean things, um, demonic things, that will present themselves as harmless children. And... I heard the giggling a little bit, and then she got quiet, and then later that night, as I was just on the verge of sleep, I heard the, um, sorry, coat hangers, or the hangers in my closet, rustling around a little bit, and I finally fell asleep. And the next morning, I checked the closet, and sure enough, um, most of my clothes were off their hangers, and the ones that were still hanging had been sort of moved around a little bit. So I definitely figured out that there was a ghost child in my room. <laughs> I was not afraid, 
because she seemed very innocent and almost peaceful. Um, and I just simply said, I'm sorry for what has happened to you. Would you like to pass on from here? Because I can help you with that. And I got nothing but dead air. And so I got dressed and I went to the elevator and I hear the giggling on the elevator with me. And then I feel a little tug at my clothes. And I looked down and I didn't see anything. And the mirrors are, I mean, sorry, the elevators are completely mirrored. And I looked, and for a split second, I could have sworn there was someone on the elevator with me, but I know it was my imagination at that point, because I knew she was there. And when I got down to the lobby and walked off of the elevator, I said, are you sure you don't want to leave this place? silence. So I took that as a no and let her be. And the next night, um, she was pretty quiet. I didn't hear anything from her. Um, and I was a little sad. I was, I was really a little bit sad. Um, but I wished her well as I left and packed up my things. Um, and would love to know who she is, but she clearly is comfortable at the Galvez. I will say to be such a haunted property, it feels at peace. At no point did it feel creepy or ominous. It felt at peace. Like the spirits here at peace. I'd love to investigate more and find out more about hauntings at the Galvez. If you have any experience um, with hauntings at the Galvez, please, please reach out to me and let me know. Uh, you can reach out to me via my Facebook um, or Instagram. Um, I'm sure part, uh, podcast here has ways to reach me. Um, but that's a curious story. So let me hear about your curious stories and maybe, uh, we'll talk some in depth about, um, a couple of them on future episodes. Um, my next episode on curiosities is going to be about bones. I collect bones, and maybe some of you do too, but uh, next episode I'm going to talk about why I collect bones. So, thanks for listening, and I will see you, or actually, you will hear me next time. Thanks. Bye.